أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون to Allah Ta'ala we belong and to Allah Ta'ala we shall return there's a narration in the Muatta about the people from before us that from Banu Israel there was a great Zahid and scholar and that when his beloved wife passed away he slipped into so much depression and into such sorrow at his loss that he stopped meeting people and he cut himself off from the world and he would stop answering people's questions and he isolated himself uh, and only would have one uh, person deliver him one meal a day and otherwise had no, no other human interaction. And uh, he stayed like this for some time. And then one day uh, an old lady came and she asked the, uh, the khadim, she said, I want to ask the sheikh a question. He said, he doesn't meet anybody. She said, no, I have, to, I have to meet him and I'm going to meet him. And do you tell him? She said, no, he's not interested. And she made a big fuss and raised a big uh, uh, fuss about it to the point where it embarrassed the khadim uh, and uh, coerced him to go and tell the sheikh, look, this old lady is outside and she's making a big scene and a big fuss that she has a question and she'll leave once it's answered. And, uh, but she has to ask you. And so as some time had passed, uh, this uh, uh, this scholar consented and asked the lady, okay, what's your question? And she said, I have a neighbor and she lent me some jewelry a long time ago. And I wear it and I use it and I benefit from it. And years passed by, she never mentioned it. She never said anything to me. She never asked anything about it. And uh, uh, then all, all of a sudden, you know, just out of nowhere, she showed up at my house and said, well, can I have my jewelry back? And she insisted on having it back. And uh, do I have to give it back to her, given that I had it for all those years? And she just asked for it back without warning. And so the, uh, the sheikh says, yes, uh, uh, of course, it's her property. She has the right to take it back whenever she wants. Uh, and you have to give it to her no matter how long it's been. And so the old lady said to the sheikh, says, look, this is what happened to you. Allah Ta'ala gave you your wife. The two of you had a good time together. And now Allah asked for it back. Why are you making such a big fuss out of all of this? And so... Uh, She said it in such a simple way and with such hikmah that it gave him pause to think about it. And afterward, uh, he, he, you know, he would go and mix and meet with the people and not just cut himself off like that anymore. But in the story, there's a very potent lesson, which is that Allah Ta'ala is the Rabb and Allah Ta'ala is the Malik, Malikul Mulk. He's the one who owns Decisions are his to take as he wishes and to give as he wishes. And instead of 
being immature or being unreasonable about it and crying over what we don't have if we think about it rather we should be thankful for what we do have because all of it is on loan from him Jalla and all of it is going to return to him and so for that reason when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us some sort of loss that we suffer it's not right to cry and complain People don't understand, you know, different people like different things, different thing, people value different things. Some people value one thing, some people value another. Abdus Mufti Saab passed away, a person may say, what's the difference between him and the other 10,000 Mufti Saabs that we have? All of them are, inshallah, valuable. What's the difference about this Mufti Taha Karan, uh, for which you kick up a, a din, or feel or suffer such a loss. I said, look, you know, somebody who's really into cars is going to know the difference between, uh, you know, the Lexus this and the Lexus that and the Mercedes this series and that series and the BMW this and that. And the person couldn't, couldn't give less of a damn, you know. It's just, it's all, it's all the same to them. It's like it's just a car. Um... So, you know, that, put that to the side. All of these things, they're all gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This Mufti Saab, mashallah, what can I tell you about? You know, we don't have a tradition. We don't do eulogies, you know. What's the point of a eulogy? If I speak good about him and he wasn't good, it's not going to help him. And if I speak good about him and he was good, he was good anyway. Even if I speak bad about him, it's not going to hurt him. Uh, but what I will say is this, is that there are people Allah ta'ala made... Allah Ta'ala knows the secret in everybody's heart. But there are some people Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala placed as a hujjah against His creation, as a proof against His creation that there is something better than what you're doing that's possible. And other people who are like you are doing it. And it's not just a hujjah against the creation, not just a proof against the creation in the sense that we're all going to be damned because of it, but it's an inspiration as well. Because the awliya of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala they are who they are. And uh, uh, the first level of wilaya is to see them and to admit that this person is somebody who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given great good to you. To bear witness to it and not to be so stingy inside of your nafs to say that I'm a person and they're a person. No, the person who, mashallah, uh, lived through poverty for his entire life and taught his students who themselves were broke who himself used to suffer with them, who himself used to suffer poverty with them and for them, and trained a generation of people to do uh, the work of deen uh, and to defend the faith and to counsel uh, those people who are brokenhearted and to make sense uh, when other people are blabbering confusion. Um, those people, mashallah, they did something good. So you can say, well, I'm good too, you know, like I, whatever, I went to such and such conference or I read a book one time or like, you know, I gave a good talk and I have like a nice profile picture on Facebook, you know, me standing behind a lectern with a mic in my face or something stupid like that. Uh, instead, of, instead of being stingy, if you can say that is beautiful, that's beautiful. It makes me happy. It fills my heart with joy that this man, mashallah, his father 
Mulana Yusuf Karan, Rahimahullah wa ta'ala, who passed away not very long ago, and who was a disciple of Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria, Rahimahullah ta'ala. He's the one who translated the Fadail al-A'mal, which is a wonderful book. He translated it into English. It's a book that everyone should have and everyone should read, whatever their uh, opinion on going on 40 days is or isn't. It's a wonderful book. It should be read. It far exceeds in its majesty the, the people who are reading it. Just read the book. Don't worry about who's reading it. That Mulana Yusuf, mashallah, I had, a, I had the honor to meet him in Cape Town. That uh, he went and he studied in Deoband back in the days at great peril and great risk. Those people, they went like by ship to go study with very little support from behind them. And they came and they changed, you know, they changed the, the places that they, they, they came home to for the better. That that pious man had a pious son who loved ilm. His father was a genius. He himself was a genius. Both of them are, you know, they're in the in the in the uh, Cape Town, the Cape Province, in the western part of South Africa. It is very different than the eastern part. The eastern part, the Muslim minority is heavily populated populated by people from the Indian subcontinent. The eastern, the sorry, the western province, the Cape Province. It used to be something that was a possession or a territory of the uh, imperial Dutch, and they enslaved uh, so many thousands of people from the from Indonesia, what they call uh, Dutch Indochina, um, and they would bring them there, and they used it as a penal colony for a number of great mashaykh and a number of awliya of Allah Taala. They brought them there in chains to work the fields, uh, and so that they couldn't inspire and lead rebellion and revolt against. Uh, their usurpation of, of their lands. And, uh, you know, it's a very different place. They're Shafi'i and their madhab. And uh, uh, both Mulana Yusuf and Mulana Taha, um, they were also Shafi'i and madhab. That what, what can I tell you? That this uh, Mulana Taha, one of his students from Toronto, Mulana Azhar, he told me that he, uh, when he gave the exam, the final exam in Darulum in Deoband, um, large tracts of his exam were verbatim uh, uh, the ibarat, uh, the, 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 the verbatim the, uh, um, the writing of Hafiz ibn Hajar uh, in the Fathul Bari to the point where the Asatiza and Deoband wanted to fail him for plagiarism and say so they called him into the mashra to ask about him uh, that what is this, why did you plagiarize, we're going to fail you and kick you out he said, look, uh, you had your proctors in the exam. The Fathul Bari is a very large, multi-volume work. I couldn't have smuggled it in easily. Uh, it's one of my favorite books, and I like to read from it. And I like to read from it means what? That I memorized uh, large tracts of it. And so if you want, I can take the exam again. You can all watch me while I'm taking it. And, uh, you know, you can see that, you know, that I'm cheating. Am I cheating or not? And so they convened the mushroom again, and instead of... Uh, instead of failing him, this uh, young Shafi'i, he be, graduated at the top of his class in Darulum Deoband. And I asked Mufti Palanpuri, rahimahullah ta'ala, who he lost not, not too long ago, just a, maybe a year and a month ago or less, uh, about him. He was a very critical uh, person. He's not a person that you go to to get your uh, uh, self-esteem pumped up or, 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 or built up. And he spoke very highly of him. 
that that man, mashallah, who read the books of everybody, the different madahib, the Ahl-Sunnah, the Shia, the Mu'tazila, the Falasifa, uh, different uh, modern, uh, you know, different modern uh, lines of, uh, of intellectual trajectory. And he used to write prolifically and he used to actually teach in his madrasa. His madrasa was a Darsh Nizami madrasa that would teach the Shafi'i school, that would also teach the books of Imam Ghazali. They used to teach uh, uh, introductions to Ilmul Kalam and to modernism and philosophy. Um, that, that madrasa, mashallah, the library of which he ordered should be open 24 hours a day and students should be free to take books and bring them back without being harassed by any bureaucracy. Um, that should make you happy that people like that were, were in the world. And the first daraja of wilaya is just to bear witness that this is a good thing. And, uh, you know, if you look for it in the world, you realize how rare it is. And uh, that's why it kind of hurts when it's taken away. But again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's the one who gives and it's His to keep. And if we're going to miss Him when He's gone in this world, then we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive him and accept from him. And we ask Allah who knows better than any of us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make true the good opinion that we have of him. And that he also should be waiting for us or people like that, that we loved in this world for the sake of Allah, whether we met them or we didn't meet them. That they should also be waiting for us on the other side as well. Just like we make dua for them right now. That they should also be waiting for us. They should, you know, like sometimes you go with friends. You're going to go out and eat somewhere. And so your friends get there before you. So you tell them, hey, can you just order for me? What? So that you don't have to wait. Someone gets there earlier. It's also a help. Uh, or someone has to leave early. And so they leave the person behind and say, can you do such and such thing for me? I have to go. So yeah, sure. No problem. We'll take care of that. That inshallah, there's also a hikmah and a benefit in that person being, uh, uh, that person having arrived at their destination earlier. Sooner or later, all of us are going to catch up. No one's going to be left behind. But when you see how rare that is, and you know how rare that is, that such a person, uh, mashallah, I don't know how to describe him other than he has more knowledge in the uh, section of his pinky toe of the left foot than I have inside of me. And if I had as much knowledge as he had in the section of his pinky toe of his left foot, I would be so mutakabbir, I wouldn't return the salam of anybody. But despite all of that, having actually not just the pinky toe, but the entire heart and head that he had with him, uh, he was of the most kind people and of the most humble people. You will see, you know, when people now lament his loss, that the most normal of people, he used to give them time and he used to treat them with shafaqa. And uh, one of his most prolific legacies he left behind was refutation against deviance and creed, uh, uh, especially those people who made uh, spurious and idle attacks against the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah historically and currently. And you'll see even in his refutations, an elegance that he never raised his voice against anybody. He never called anyone names. He never cast aspersions on people. He just dealt with things in a very matter-of-fact way. In fact, was very charitable with his, uh, uh, with his uh, uh, the people that he, uh, uh, you know, opposed in his, in his polemics. And uh, you never find any trace of hatred or even heat in his, in his work. And that's not easy. That's really hard. Because it requires you care about the deen a whole lot. And then at the same time, it requires that you care about people a whole lot. And uh, it takes a very big heart to be able to balance those two things and not let them rip a person apart. And I'll admit, I'm not very good at it either myself. 
not good at the n- care a whole lot and not uh, good about know a whole lot and definitely not good at balancing them. Try it, it's not easy. Most people just clock out and don't don't even worry about these things. Um, but uh, but that's 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 who he, who he was. And when you realize the loss, you know, um, it does it does hurt. But we have patience, and we say that Allah Taala, it all belongs to Him. All of us belong to Him, and we'll return to Him. This dunya was a, a limited time uh, affair and and enterprise anyway. And uh, uh, you know, there's another place that we're all going to go, and we're all going to meet, and we're all going to be together. And uh, that place, uh, that meeting will be forever and ever. May Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq of preparing for it. And that that work still has to go on. And I don't know who's going to do his work. If Allah wishes to, someone, he can raise him to be like him or greater than him. Uh, But at any rate, uh, you know, we also should do that work. That we should also send money to his madrasa, that it keep running. And we should also give recognition to the asatiza he trained. Mulana uh, right here in Dar es Salaam, uh, right up the road from where I am. There's Mulana, Mulana Abdurrahman Yaqub, who is the head of the research department at Dar es Salaam. Um, there is uh, uh, Mulana Azhar that I mentioned from Toronto. There's Mulana Uwaistili in Toronto. Uh, there's Mulana Abdurrahman Khan uh, in Cape Town. Uh, there are the Asatis that are actually teaching in his madrasa, um, many of whom uh, I can see their uh, faces uh, but I don't remember their names uh, because we would meet, uh, you know, very uh, not frequently uh, uh, and the students. But money should be sent that that madrasa keep running and that those students keep getting fed and keep getting helped. That library, you know how dumb of an idea it is. This was this tr- tradition we're in is that what? That the only one more stupid to than the one who lends a book out is the one who returns it. Uh, this is a hirs of uh, the students of knowledge for books. Uh, and so I was very astonished, Mufti Saab, when he told me that uh, his library is open 24 hours and whoever wishes should just take a book, no checking out, none of that stuff. Just take it and then return it when it comes back. I said, you're crazy. Who, who the hell is going to return your books? He says, no. He says, no, Mulana Saab, they return. Should I tell you a funny story? I said, go ahead, tell me. He said, one time there was a student of his. He just uh, 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 took a whole bunch of books and disappeared. Nobody even knew because who knows who took them, who knows where they are. So his father called and said that my son is a student of yours and he asks, uh, he asks uh, uh, for du'as. And uh, uh, um, actually he didn't call Mufti, so I called up some other scholar and said, my son, my son is very sick and uh, the doctors have been perplexed by his illness and uh, the, uh, uh, you know, that we went to Amils and we went to doctors and we went to this and that. Nobody even knows what's wrong with him, why he's, he's ill, but he's dying. He's about to die. And so one of the Mashaikh said that, that the only thing that we can think of that's left is that he's taken the zulm of somebody and that someone needs to forgive him. Otherwise, he's going to die. And uh, um, so his father started calling everybody he knows. And he eventually called up Mufti Saab. And, uh, 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 and he admitted that he has a couple of books from the madrasa and can he return him them still and receive forgiveness for this? Mufsab said, I didn't even know who had, where the books went or who had them or whatever. He says that this, this man showed up with a trunk full of books, full of books. And he put them back in the library and his son got better. So I says, mashallah, mashallah. And people like us, wah, mashallah, people like us have to be like, don't touch my book. Uh, 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 and uh, but you know I took it like you know mashallah the, the man even his library mashallah was guarded by al-hafiz uh, al-raqib uh, uh, jalla wa'ala 
I said Mufti Saab, you whatever charm or spells or <laughs> whatever orad you read over your library, you should ease up. You might kill a person, uh, you know, with them. But uh, that we should support those. We should support those those institutions and those projects that are still going on. Uh, some of the most competent uh, uh, scholars of the Shafi'i school and some of the most competent exponents of the Shafi'i school in America that are doing the silent work, uh, not of uh, you know being social media stars or celebrities or whatever, but actually uh, learning and teaching the school, learning and teaching the books of, uh, of the great Shafi'i scholars and other subjects like Imul Kalam, like Imam Ghazali, Imam Al-Haramain Al-Juwaini, Rahimullah Ta'ala and others, that, uh, that those should be supported. And they should go on and they should continue that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala imagine a person is in in the dark in a cave and they can't see anything and Allah ta'ala sent somebody with a torch and you lit a candle and he said you know he said or didn't say you know that the angels are not going to come like you know every every uh, uh you know every hour on the hour or every week to give you this miraculous help the help comes at one time and you know it's not normal the way it comes so it's our job now uh, to make sure not to put the fire out completely not to put out the light completely keep the candles burning ourselves keep the fire burning keep the wood burning ourselves keep the light burning ourselves uh, and the only person who wastes those opportunities is a wretched person and a person who is uh, who is uh, who's ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala qalilun min ibadi ash-shakur Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those qalil Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those qalil even if you don't know how to reach them with your support um, and financial support is like just one aspect of it you know you have to find those people you have to honor them you have to collaborate with them you have to seek them out if nothing else to make dua for them you know if you're not able to do any of that stuff at least make dua for them at least love love them bear witness to what they're doing as being a good thing uh, in a time where everybody is mashallah taking their deen from like viral tiktok uh, sock puppets uh, who uh, just regurgitate all the same garbage that people want to hear but with like a hijab and with a beard and with bismillah and like you know and stuff and bismillah and Allahu Akbar and like oh mashallah and all this other nonsense um, which is istihza it's like a mockery of deen but there were people that maybe like weren't viral on some sort of Chinese spyware uh, app but uh, they were people who, who knew what they were talking about and they're people through which uh, society and civilization was held up and used to change for the better as for the rest of it, uh, as for the rest of it, speaking uh, good and telling stories is fine, inshallah. The mention of the awliya is a occasion for rahmah to come down. But uh, uh, my request is that uh, myself and others just make dua, inshallah, for him and for those who are left behind. And for our betterment, that we uh, do something good with what's rest left with the rest of our lives. And uh, that Allah Ta'ala make uh, uh, just like their sorrow and firaq and in being separated, that there be joy, inshallah, and meeting again one day. Sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.